origin story the comic book movie podcast i'm your host pokes and as always i'm joined by my co-host ben chapman hello i am here and you're listening to a recording of our podcast episode just gets weirder every time you do it <laughs> it's like concise but also not helpful it's great yeah it's also like very impersonal and unnerving i'm just trying to nail it for the t-shirt that's what i'm trying to get to oh so do you want your want me to make a t-shirt that just says yeah i want here and you were listening to a recording of my voice i want a drawing of a very blank emotionless face and then that word bubble with all that text in it wow all right guys you heard it here another shirt you won't buy <laughs> you can we'll just we'll eventually just have like a package like a humble bundle where we just yeah. <laughs> throw all our shirts together please buy them someone this this and then the uh the fake t-shirt for our fake podcast will smith yes i will oh that's right i <laughs> forgot about that there's so many good fake podcasts uh i feel like that should be a thing is we should go back and collect all the different ideas for fake podcasts we've had just i want you to make a logo for every fake podcast that i've written i honestly i could probably do that at work i got some downtime <laughs> Sounds good to me. So we are back as we are every other week to tell you uh, thank you for listening to our last episode, Josie and the Pussycats, uh, and to tell you about what's coming up next. That was a fun one, right? Uh, the episode was fun. Watching the movie was a real chore. Like, sometimes there's movies we watch, and like midway through, I'm just like, I don't want to keep doing this. Josie and the Pussycats hit that at about minute 20. Yeah, a couple of these movies go remind me like oh wait this is kind of a chore <laughs> yeah sometimes i'm just like oh this isn't fun like while watching i was like this movie's bad we'll probably make great jokes but i don't want to watch this movie and keep in mind like i said before love two of the three josie and the pussycats like oh yeah yeah great absolutely. actresses huge crushes on them even that i was just like i don't want to watch this movie <laughs> <laughs> and this was a film of you know awkward costume choices I digress, though. If you watch Josie and the Pussycats, I apologize. Uh, on the plus side, due to all of us renting it, all three of us, we probably have just gotten a sequel greenlit. You're welcome. You're welcome, Miley Cyrus. Or... Oh, no, same actors as an actress. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think of the new class, uh, Josie and the Pussycats, the new class. Well, I mean, since all three of them could not actually sing, I, hey, I don't think they would pick Miley Cyrus. It would just have to be... If you had like that Ryan Newman girl from Disney, uh... <laughs> if you had to guess how long jo uh, how long Saved by the Bell the new class ran, uh, what would be your guess? Got to be three seasons. And what would you guess for the original? Got to be three seasons. <laughs> uh, what if I told you it was four for the original, four years uh, uh -huh. or four seasons, and seven for the new class? I'm I'm gonna say something right now. Yeah. I'm not even sure what the fuck New Class is. I just <laughs> figured it was a reboot, and I was just taking a guess. They remade uh, Saved by the Bell? They tried a couple things. They, they took them to college. I remember like, college. TV movies. No, New Class was a spinoff where, like, Screech was the new principal, I oh, think. Oh, my God. Now I remember it. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Uh, and and, and uh, my friends and I play a game, which we just called The Game, where we yell out television show titles, and we try to everyone tries to guess both the start and completion year of that, that series run. And that was the one that blew our minds. Sorry, just a, a little digression here that I thought you'd enjoy. I, I do enjoy that, and that is shocking all the way around. <laughs> It's too bad we're not so, in person because you live so far away because you play better games than my friends here who are not as interested in 
stupid TV and movie trivia as I am. So, yeah, I think you'd probably kill up this game. With that said, uh, it's time for enough chit-chat, and let's get down to our next film. That's right. Uh, film, me and Ben were looking over the, the wonderful list he created for us that lists the comic book movies, adaptions. We were cleaning up the list and trying to decide what we wanted to do, and we stumbled across a film that I did not know was based on a comic book, and Ben pointed out it was based on a comic book that was released like five years before the movie was made. So it feels like one of those properties that just got picked up because it was based on a comic book. Yeah, uh, we're of course talking about the masterful <laughs> Bruce Willis uh, film Surrogates. And this is definitely after Bruce Willis gave up entirely. Yeah. Like, this... he, like I don't know if you've seen a Bruce Willis movie recently. He does not care anymore. He's not even trying at all. He's just playing a really lazy version of John McClane. Yeah, I mean, those Die Hard movies are an absolute travesty. They are a corruption of everything that was good. Because even like the the shittier Die Hard movies with him trying a little bit oh, are, I mean in are every, okay. He's just playing John McClane. And are you saying the yeah. first Die Hard movie is a travesty? No, I, I meant the, the most recent one, number five. Oh, okay, I was going to say, I was like, what? Die Hard's one of the best films ever made. It's the worst thing that's ever... Oh yeah, I don't. I, I didn't even bother to see it. Yeah, but this this comic came out in two thousand five, and the movie came out in two thousand nine, which may be one of the shorter turnarounds from book from book to film that we've seen so far. That's and that is, that's like this feels like one of those things where like the properties were all being bought up because they realized superhero movies were money makers and like yeah. movies based on comics, but then they never get produced. You know what I mean? Like it feels like it should be like the guy who paid a bunch of money to get the rights to like. I would say Hellboy, but they made those movies. You know what I mean? Just like a series where you're just like, somebody bought the rights to that? It's pretty odd because uh, the book was put up by Top Shelf, which ironically isn't the most top shelf of comic books that are out there. You know what I mean? No. Like, it's it's put out some famous stuff. They hosted some Alan Moore and some Nick. I mean, Al they Wolf definitely are, are decent. Jeff Lemire. Yeah. But I think for most people, there's the big two, and then maybe you include Image. Yeah, but, yeah I, I would say that an older Dark Horse or stuff that comes up for people all the time. Those are things. Yeah, that stand I, w- I would say that Top Shelf is like in the like. Wait, is Top Shelf were they were any like were they related at all to Top Cow? Remember that comic book company? No, no, they're they're firmly uh, they're firmly in like the indie scene. Okay, so they put out like Jeff Lemire's uh, Essex County and like uh, some of the Matt Kind stuff and. Um, God, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> but you understand where I'm coming from. It's, it's yeah. oh, Jeffrey Brown is the guy that uh, he's got a lot of those sort of slice of life comics. Uh, uh, Craig Thompson and blankets, that stuff. Those are pretty big ones that people know about. Um, those all come out, and then some of Alan Moore's like later shit in like the, the late '90s, like Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen and like Lost Girls, that kind of stuff. That's all. That's all Top Shelf. But Top Shelf was actually going out of business. <laughs> um, Around early two thousands, when uh, the the English uh, the creative writer English major who wrote the original comic was working in the warehouse of Top Shelf and managed to sort of talk his way into getting a book produced. So, um, good for him. That was the origin of the of the. But comic, that which that I, should probably tell you something right there. Well, I read <laughs> it. It's 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 not it's it's I wouldn't like. Oh, I'm not bad mouth. I'm just yeah, saying, you know, a company's bad. in trouble when yeah. they go to the guy who's like <laughs> fully boxes down and like, you got you... anything? Yeah. Uh, anyway, that doesn't happen when you're like popping out AAA titles. You know, that doesn't. It, it turned around in about four years, uh, um, which is really 
oddly quick adaptation uh, by the director of Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Wait, which one's Terminator? Oh. Oh, no, you, it just came to you, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it did. We're talking the female Terminator that changes her boob size at will for some reason? Well, yeah. Look. Oh, if you're going to make a robot, that's something you definitely want to put on. Am I right? He also he, he also uh, created U571, which is oh. a boat movie that I hear people like. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, it's not great. It's a sub movie. However, it's, the... It's like the World War II sub movie that's not DOS boot. The writers uh, worked with him on Terminator 3, as well as... <laughs> as well as The Net. Remember the oh, net? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that movie in theaters when I was like twelve. Also, the uh, 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 um, the, the, oh, sorry, I almost uh, they they oh they wrote the screenplay for Catwoman. So there you go. Oh no! <laughs> so we got another one else coming, and Terminator Salvation. <laughs> No, that's the worster of those Terminators. That is the worster of the Terminators. That is without a question. So uh, to uh, summarize. A comic book that's perfectly fine was picked up by a bunch of bunch of idiots. So yeah, a bunch of turd fests. So this will be interesting. Me and Ben both have seen this movie, and uh, I, we both were sort of talking. Neither one of us remembers, and I'm not sure if the movie I think this movie is is the movie it is. So I feel like if you ask the director this, he'd give you a similar answer. He's like, I, yeah. that's the movie I did. <laughs> yeah, it's the one with the robots, right? Yeah, I think about it. I guess this guy does have a wheelhouse, and it's robots that look like people. I directed iRobot, right? <laughs> no, because those robots didn't look like people. Right, right, right. So, they look like robots with weird, creepy faces. With that said, and with it being a mini-sode, do you know what time it is, Pokes? Uh, is it time to do the by the numbers? It sure is. All right. How much do you think this movie costs? You got big-name Bruce Willis. Yeah. This is produced by the huge studio Buena Vista, which I did not know was still in business until I had to look up <laughs> what the abbreviation stood for on box office. I Office's don't movie. remember the effects being that good. So I'm there's gonna... a lot. I will say there's a lot of like set pieces. It looked like from yeah. the trailer. Yeah, I'm gonna go 48 mil. No, 80 million. Really? I mean, yeah. Which you got to figure. I'm sure Bruce Willis probably got like. 10 or 15. I feel, I'm sorry. I thought you asked what Bruce Willis's uh, salary was. For oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. His demands. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was that and a couple of uh, those little fedoras he used to wear as Bruno. Remember his music career? No, of course you don't. Cause I'm sorry. I thought you asked uh, how much did it cost the studio to keep Bruce Willis sedated enough to do this movie? <laughs> yeah, just the request to unfreeze him so he can be in another movie. How much do you think the movie goes <laughs> Oh, no, not near electronics. <laughs> I just pictured like a, a, a frumpy looking grumpy Bruce Willis being unfrozen. Just being annoyed that his ex-wife dated Ashton Kutcher. Like that just pisses him off. <laughs> oh, that pissed me off. Um, uh, how much do you think this movie made domestically just uh, in the United States? Can I say my same number again? <laughs> you would be high then. <laughs> really oh it no only, it only made 38.5 million Ooh, that's not good <laughs> this is where it gets crazy how much do you think it grossed worldwide the crazy would mean either extremely high or low i'm gonna go high i'm gonna say another like 20 mil it grossed 83 million worldwide Why? so Why? the movie made 122 million when i was watching the trailer there's like a weird like club scene and stuff and i was like "Ooh, i bet you this would play well like and i i think probably world markets like action films right like where you don't really have to pay attention and there's a robot and bruce willis is in it 
and they just, they just change the title to Die Hard Man is Robot Person. And yeah, I'm sure it's probably like one of those crazy movies where they like just completely change. Like, isn't there some there's some Schwarzenegger movie that was called like when it was released internationally, which is called Rambo the Destroyer. Ooh, that's a name. It was not a Rambo movie, not also, at all. Also, <laughs> I think it might have been Cobra. Could someone do me a favor and uh, Photoshop a poster for Die Hard Man is Robot Person? <laughs> because I kind of yeah. want to see it. Oh, speaking of which, this does remind me of something. Yeah. And just, I got to say it now or I'll forget. A while back, we did get <clears throat> a message from Listener X that wanted to know if uh, Jess, had, it was, her name's Jessica, right? The girl from the Art School Confidential episode? Jess, yeah. Yeah, Jess. Okay, that's fine. I just wanted to make sure. They wanted to know if she ever went and drew the, the comic that she wanted to at the end of that episode. Because at the end of the episode, apparently, we start talking about some event, and she asked somebody to draw it as a comic. And then she said, never mind, I'll do it. And they wanted to know whatever happened to that. So you'll have to I, find out for us. I will check in, because I can assure you, she's not listening right now. Oh, yes. She had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> uh, this puts uh, surrogates number 97 on our list, adjusted to 2015 for inflation, 105. So it was not a powerhouse to begin with. We'll see how it goes. You get to see Bruce Willis first with a terrible hairpiece, and then next with a terrible goatee. So it's... Cavalcade of great looks for Bruce Willis. I really hope those are IMDb keywords. What? Terrible hairpiece? Terrible, <laughs> terrible goatee? I, who knows, dude? After, if you click them, they'll lead you to every Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> after, what was it, Josie and the Pussycats? References to Heath Ledger? Yeah. Which had, which had linked movies. Who's linking these? Who's spending this Somebody time? Somebody who is a huge fan of Heath Ledger's name. Not like him as an actor. It was just well, like, I like hearing people reference Heath Ledger. I love IMDb, folks, a lot. Every time I watch a, uh, pretty much every time I watch a movie, unless it's a brand new movie to me, uh, and even then sometimes, I will often dig up the IMDb page. I will look at all the associated work of the various uh, 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 crew, uh, oh. important crew like writers and directors. I don't care what the grip is doing in other movies. Wow, um, that's real leader. <laughs> And then I will always, always dive into the IMDb trivia, which is always of questionable, like, source material that's mostly yeah, just it, truncated from different things they heard. It feels like Wikipedia in the early days. Yeah, absolutely. And I love it for all of those reasons. And on that topic, I have gone to IMDb, folks, and I have created for you a little game. Are you <gasps> ready? I am ready. This sounds exciting. So I have assembled IMDb trivia facts from a number of movies that we've already watched. So these we, we have done these movies as episodes on this podcast. Um, I have chosen trivia facts that are so generic and out of context that you would have an extremely hard time identifying them because none of them cite any characters or plot points. <laughs> so this is going to be a sweet game for me. Yeah. Um, uh, I think... It, in just one or two spots, I may have edited a name just to keep it a little a little more obscure. But mostly these are word for word from the IMDb trivia pages of their associated films. Are you ready? I am. I'm ready. All right. First fact. There were over 70 clones on set. Some were dummies. Others were stuntmen in prosthetics. The actors in the suits had to shave off all of their body hair before the costumes could be glued on. Judge Dredd. That's correct. That is <laughs> in reference to the clones in the cloning facility in the ice prison from Which, Judge Dredd. If you remember in that movie, what sucks when you hear that is 
that entire scene is cut out of the theatrical release. Yeah, I know. They show them waking up, and then they're never seen again. So those guys who had to peel latex off their dicks are like, this is bullshit. Yeah, when they went to see the movie, they're like, yo, there's a great scene where I'm like an evil clone and Schwarzenegger shoot. Oh, motherfucker. All right, so you're one for one. This is good. Let's start number two. Uh, The hooker in the opening scene was originally meant to be 14 years old. She was also going to be shown chatting casually with a couple of cops to demonstrate the corruption in the city, but the scene was cut. Ooh, okay. The hooker at the beginning. What movies have started with a hooker? Also corrupt cops. And corrupt cops. So it's got to be a Batman movie or possibly barbed wire. I am going to guess... I do not remember a movie having a hooker at the beginning. I'm going to guess... I'm going to say barbed wire. It is Batman. You were so close. Damn. I can't remember there being a hooker at the beginning of Yeah, it's probably in that montage of, like, remember how gritty Batman, uh, Gotham City is? Yeah, it's somewhere in there. But apparently someone took the time to be like, man, they almost made her 14. Oh. <laughs> Suck. Some, some pervert <laughs> some wrote pervert. that trivia fact. Yeah, he was like, can you believe this bullshit? They made her an adult. Fuck I, this movie. I pulled the bonus fact out. That's not a quiz because it'll give it away. You already guessed it. But, um... I couldn't help but write this down. Tim Burton received a lifelong ban from any and all comic book, uh, comic con events after the release of this film due to it having some fundamental deviations from the canon. Wait, how is that even like possible? <laughs> I don't know. Probably not true. It, it's wrapped into the IMD mystery that I love so much. Our, how, how would that seriously though? Think about that for a yeah, second. How does that even make There's sense? No, like the international comic book no. convention no. like league that sets up every comic book. But if there was, what would they look like? <laughs> it would not be great. Not gonna lie to you. All right, I've I've, uh, I've worked with some comic book show creators. Question three: There was going to be a running gag involving bar patrons betting money on how Amy Winehouse would die. This was cut because Winehouse actually did die sometime after the script was written, making the joke both irrelevant and possibly insensitive. Well, it was definitely insensitive. <laughs> I don't know if they needed to put down possible. Now, I have another one from the same movie. Do you want to hear that one to help you narrow it down? Yeah, I would. The song Careless Whisper is referenced throughout the film as being performed by Wham!, this was a this was confusing for a lot of audience members outside of North America because in the rest of the world the song was released as the first solo single for George Michael. You thought that was going to be helpful? I sure did. A mo- uh, all right, a movie where bar patrons A movie where it would be normal for bar patrons to mock a relatively recent celebrity and then also references to the old song Careless Whisper. Not not like in the movie, it's referenced like out loud in dialogue. All right, so she died in 2011. Uh-huh. So use that to help me. Yep. Guide yourself, folks. Bar patrons guessing how she would die. I've got one of those little little hourglasses from a board game. I want to flip it here. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't have one. <laughs> I, know you, I know you don't. I just assumed you were eventually going to give me a time limit. Uh, uh, it's a podcast, so that time limit is now. I'm going to answer. Okay, I'm going to guess Deadpool. It is Deadpool. That is correct. Ooh, you almost didn't get that one. Yeah, those two come from Deadpool. But Deadpool, of course, was... Uh, I do not remember any references to Wham! in that movie. Yeah, the script... <laughs> There's so many references. How could you keep track? And the script was originally written back when, like, Wolverine Origins was still being t- like, like like being tossed around in Hollywood. So this script is kind of old. So it would predate and then also post-date uh, Amy Winehouse's uh, 
uh, departure. <laughs> this that is what a bizarre joke to put in any movie. Here's a real quick one for you. Just like <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah. Here's a real quick one for you, and it references an actor, so that can help you out. Lance Henriksen was actually fighting a cold while on set. Uh, it's got to be Alien versus Predator. That's correct. It's AVP. That one was just fun. Because let's face it, how many other movies? Well, actually, Lance Henriksen's been in a shit ton of movies, but I think that's the only comic book movie he's been in that we've seen. All right, another two for for you. Uh, Mary Anna Reyes was actually naked during the torture scene. Uh, that has got to be. Uh, wait, shit. What was that movie? Time Cop. It's actually barbed wire. Shit, it was. Fuck, I couldn't remember. (laughs) All right, I got I got a really good one for you here, and then we'll wrap this one up soon. Um, Wait, that's a barbed wire that the woman's in the the nude bikini. Yeah, where she's got like the weird cyber stuff all over her body. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I just don't remember it that well. Uh, During the first day of shooting in Wilmington, North Carolina, a carpenter suffered severe burns after his crane hit power lines. On subsequent days, a grip grip truck caught fire. Sorry, grips. A disgruntled sculptor crashed his car through the studio's plaster shop, and a crew member accidentally drove his screwdriver through his hand. Don't guess yet, because I have a second fact. Are you ready? Okay. This is not barbed wire, though, right? It's a different film? It's not barbed wire. According to Empire Magazine, cocaine abuse was rampant on set, with cameramen shooting whilst high and crew going into the toilets to snort between shots. One crew member recalls hearing the sound of a sneeze on set one day and an annoyed lead actor quipping, someone just lost 50 bucks. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now here's... Okay. I don't even know how to deal so with that. Accident prone, filled with accidents, and cocaine. Now, here's the question I have to go with. Yeah. Do I assume that cocaine is still as prevalent and I just don't know it? Or do I assume this was the heyday, like the 90s, when cocaine was, like, huge? Use whatever you need to guide you. Use your knowledge of cocaine popularity in flux. All right. I am going to guess, just because this sounds like a terrible film... That people probably did not enjoy making. I'm going to guess Virus? The answer is The Crow. Ah, I should have gone later. Of course, we're obsessed to talk about all the accidents on set because of the main accident that happened on set. True, true, true. And I'm not surprised by cocaine use. I should have gone with it in 94. (laughs) Big cocaine year. Damn. Final question, folks. You're doing pretty well. You're doing pretty well. Last question. The film's cinematographer believed that he had accidentally caused the infamous blackout of 1977 when he plugged a spotlight into a lamppost during the shooting of the film. Second trivia fact, the boat... Wait, what year was this? 1977. So okay. It's an easy one. The boat used in the film was commandeered during filming by the police to rescue a would-be suicide from the East River. What the fuck? 77? Oh, it's gotta be, um... Superman? That's correct. This is 1978's Superman. And I got Yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to like, I was racking my brain. I was like, what movie did we watch that was that old? Um I, I did I just get two bonuses from that one. Apparently Marlo Brando Marlon and I did I actually verified this one. Whew, because it had like some uh some like interviews and like some like post directorial interviews. Marlon Brando, um, in a fashion that we're not surprised at at all, refused to memorize most of his lines in advance. Yep. So in the scene where he puts Infinite Kal-El into the escape pod, they had actually had to write his lines onto the diaper. <laughs> yep. 
That is something Marlon Brando is known for. You've heard the story about Island of Dr. Monroe, where yeah. he, they didn't even bother writing them down for him anymore. Yeah. Someone would just read them from his trailer into an earpiece he was wearing. Uh, last for that movie, and this one, I love it because it's both hilarious and doesn't make sense. Um, a man riding a motorcycle dragging a bag of dirt was used to make the effect of Clark running down the dirt road after jumping in front of the train. What? <laughs> Which part? Like, the sound? or? <laughs> I don't... Yeah, wasn't it like a, uh, a cloud of smoke behind him? I don't... I don't... Did, Let's face like, it, though. Oh, my God, that scene. That scene is... If you have not been to our Facebook page, you should go and look at it, because Ben posted a gif of Superman running, and it is the most absurd special effect I have ever seen in, like, a, a full-blown motion picture. Like, a high-budget motion picture. It is insane. It's just a man on wires trying to pretend like he's running. It's so good. It's not great. Well, I, you got uh, two, three, four out of seven, so... I'll take it. Of average. That's yeah, seven. yeah. That's, that's not bad. And I almost want to give you Batman, because you were basically there. You were basically Yeah, but, we, <laughs> you know what? It's fine. It's fine. Maybe so we'll do, like, a half point or that's something. That's a reminder to listeners to, when you're watching these movies, if you ever do that, um, do do entertain yourself by digging through the IMDb trivia. Um, it's amazing, because, like, the more popular the movie, the more trivia, but also the less reliable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or just, like, obsessed with, like, hearing anything. Um the the ones like barbed wire, no one's trying. Like those trivia facts are like, uh, she wore a leather outfit for most of her scenes. You're like, oh, yeah, like, cool just like, <laughs> like in one scene, this guy has a toupee on. Yeah. Like, no, that's not trivia. That's just something that happened on camera. Just one sad man spending his days filling out barbed wire trivia. Uh, like the guy who wrote this is really sad and writing trivia <laughs> on IMDb. <laughs> Oh, oh, God. Uh, how do I send this guy the suicide hotline? All right, well, I think then, I mean, I'll, I'll take that. Maybe next week I'll come up with another game, or maybe I'll do another round of our uh, characters game for you. Sounds good. Uh, until then, you can, of course, leave us messages at facebook.com slash naospod. Also, go there and check out. You can go back. Uh, there, we used to actually post images. We both got lazy, so there hasn't been any for a while. But then you can find that Superman clip of him running it's yeah I think that should uh, otherwise you can tweet at Ben at it's no the disco pony that's why it's funny and yeah, it's, it's, it's it's no dot 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 disco pony yeah that's the I don't think anyone's gonna find you now <laughs> at the disco pony or follow me on Instagram at it's pokes otherwise we'll see you here next week for some sweet robot movie <laughs> <laughs>